I believe that in the future, we're probably going to see more e-commerces be active on the metaverse and selling their own NFTs. But that would provide the opportunity basically for all the businesses in different industries. Welcome to Fascinating Entrepreneurs. How do people end up becoming an entrepreneur? How do they scale and grow their businesses? How do they plan for profit? Are they in it for life or are they building to exit? These and a myriad of other topics will be discussed to pull back the veil on the wizardry of successful and fascinating entrepreneurs. My book, Relentless, is now available everywhere books can be bought online, including Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. Try your local indie bookstore too, and if they don't have it, they can order it. Just ask them. The reviews are streaming in, and I'm so thankful for the positive feedback, as well as hearing from people that my memoir has impacted them positively. It is not enough to be resilient. You have to be relentless. You can go to therelentlessbook.com for more information. Thank you so much. Ali Payani is the co-founder and CEO of Lookin LA, a leading digital marketing agency recognized by Clutch as one of the best marketing firms in Los Angeles. He came to the U.S. from Dubai in 2016 with vast experience in business and technology, but he had no contacts, leads, nor income stream to support him as he built his new business. Yet, Lookin LA made six figures in six months. Fun facts about Ali is he's a pianist, a former national basketball player, and a chess champion. Now let's get right into it. Well, even when we started five years ago, it was actually against all the odds to have a digital marketing agency or a growth agency in Los Angeles, where we have over 15,000 agencies in the country. So to stand out is really to understand your clients and their clients' industries and their customers' journeys, the buyer decision process. And then you have to really work hard to be ahead of all the competition and all the other marketers and strategists. So everything is really changed. So you have to really know the updates. So what are the trends and what can you do to really take your clients to the next level? Do you have an analyst on the team that looks for the changing times and trends or as you as the founder leader, is that your responsibility? I can't imagine that you can sell and serve as well as keep current and ahead of technology and changes and trends. Yeah, we do have a strategist and analyst. That's also still my main focus too, because I really love this challenge, you know, to always learn about all the industries. Another advice I used to get five years ago was maybe focus on one industry. And I didn't like it because it's still like, it's not really challenging. So we work with over 19 different industries, you know, a different type of like the companies, products or services. And I think it's really challenging and fun to know exactly what is going on in their industries and learn more about them. I do that with regularly talking to the business owners, maybe every week. And then we kind of becoming friends and then they share with me. And then I read a lot of like articles and getting a lot of updates from various sources to learn more about each industries, as well as the marketing trends and updates. What would you say is your number one differentiating fact about your company versus your competitors? We are very fast. 
Mm. We understand it very fast. We figure it out very fast and we execute faster than anyone. So Is I that haven't... getting to know the customer and split testing? What things are you fast at? To understand their problems, to understand the client's vision, their industry, their company, and their capabilities, and how we have to figure out this strategy mm-hmm. and maybe come to the continent strategy. And then when you really figure out very fast that what you should do to achieve the goal of, for your clients, you have to also execute it way faster than any others. And so what this do you happens. attribute? How do you do that? What is your secret? There's only so uh, many hours in the day. <laughs> right. Well, let's say in terms of the executions, if you ask, so that would be our internal processes. So everything is now automated in terms of like internal processes for the team and the project management is really working well. And also the knowledge for every channels, it's in a level that we don't get a lot to the problems, you know, so we really execute fast. And when it comes to developing the strategy, business or marketing strategies for the clients, we are have a great team and I in exploration meeting to ask the right questions mm-hmm. to exactly get the problems. And then what the clients is looking for so we can draft the best strategy so they can get there faster. How big is your team now? I believe we are 16 now. 16. So, and is it and all then, local or do you have offshore and remote, not in the LA area? We do have remote employees and hybrid. How is that working out with the new change of the new working? Very well. Actually, before the pandemic, we used to have a Slack and then we were like communicating everyone, even in the office, through a Slack. Mm-hmm. And then when pandemic happened, we really didn't notice anything or any problem internally. And then it was opportunity for us too. So we got really great people from Florida, from Colorado, from Idaho, from different states. Mm-hmm. And we are still like hiring. I'm fine with having remote employees because we have regular team meetings. Mm-hmm. And we have like a really great communication and engagement on Slack and all the project management tools, monday.com that we use. So everybody is really engaged. So you don't really feel that you're working remote. How do you guys utilize artificial intelligence in what you do? Well, one of my background actually is system security, AI, and machine learning. So mm-hmm. it wasn't marketing before. So to understand the AI and some tools that we use to gather data, and analyze them. So that helped a lot to understand those problems that the client have now, or it might come in the future. So the AI, especially like analyzing the data, understanding the behavior for of your customers, your clients, what are the factors that impact your decision-making process? Whether it's on your website or it's on your marketing collateral, it's your marketing channels and campaigns. So we utilize a lot of tools to analyze those data and then figuring out the best possible strategies. Are you inventing any technologies or are you really focused on using other people's technologies that they've built? We're using other technologies, but we inventing kind of our own framework mm-hmm. of how we are gathering the data, what sources we are getting, and then what we are looking into it and how we are doing the execution. So we have our own framework that we apply to the companies. If I were your client, how would I know what kind of job you're doing for me? A good job, a mediocre job, or not great job? Do you have reports that are systematized every month? 
Am I just supposed to see an increase in RFPs or web visits? What is that like for your end customer? Well, all of them, basically. So they start feeling, you know, they are getting more busy. The sales team are busy. If it's a B2B, if it's e-commerce, they need more inventories. But also we have uh, monthly reporting meetings and quarterly executive meetings. And I don't have any kind of limit on the number of the meetings that if the clients, something is happening, especially like when the pandemic has started. So we had like more meetings even in a week to mm-hmm. discuss the new changes. And I think the right communication and with the clients is something that they already ex- know exactly what we are working on mm-hmm. and then what comes next. And then that brainstorming meetings, you know, so they also share with us their different concerns or maybe new goals or new product or new service. Mm-hmm. So we share with them the strategy. Are you guys dipping your toes into the NFT horizons and crypto? Is that something that you're interested in or keeping your right. eye on? Well, it's good you ask because it's been a few months that we are working on it as a new division. And it would be actually launch very soon. That would be a new division that would be looking meta. And so we're working on that. And then we are taking some of our clients to the metaverse world. We have few even uh, requests from the NFT creators, you know, so that they wanted to also do the marketing. So yeah, we do work on that area. How do you feel about that? So I like to say it is our present. It's very new. It's part of our future. But if you're not in it now, you're behind. But if you're in it now, it's so new and it's not centralized and, you know, there's a million players. How do you become an expert at something that so few people are actually experts in because it's growing? It's a baby. It's an infant right now. Well, it needs still its own strategy. So think of it as a new website that you might build for your company. Mm -hmm. Like the first version, it's not really good, but at least you have the website, you do have a domain, right? Are we going to go through like the heartbreak of Flash (laughs) (laughs) in NFT world? I don't know. What would that equivalent be? I believe that in the future, we're probably going to see more e-commerces be active on the metaverse and selling their own NFTs and products in NFT format and we have like B2B companies that are willing to go to there to have their own virtual office there. But that would provide the opportunity basically for all the businesses in different industries if they wanted to have their own virtual office. Plus they start like selling their own NFTs or products in NFTs and with the blockchain technology. So you continuously going to make more money, right? Right. So that element of it, and let's break that down for listeners in case they are new to that. So let's explain. I create an NFT and I sell it to you for $1,000. It's never going to be that cheap, but let's just say that. And then you sell it to your brother for whatever amount. I'm then going to get a royalty Loyalty, from that. Right. Yeah. So that's so different than if I sell you this iPad and then you sell it to your brother, I'm not going to get any money back from that. Right. Exactly. But it goes on for infinity. And that is really interesting. And I think people outside of the metaverse, crypto, NFT world, they're not understanding the upside to themselves. Yeah, I think maybe in 2030. So that would be the time that everybody would be active there. Yeah, our grandparents. like. (laughs) Yeah, 
I mean, and then for the audiences, you have to see it might not be really good for all the businesses today because your right. target audience might not be active there. Right. Right. Depending on the demographics and ages. So if the generation Z are like more active now, maybe they're not your target customers for your business, but in 10 years, they will. One of my articles that I talk about the millennials being in the workforce and that helped us a lot to grow and to have to keep the constant growth because of this strategy to look into how the business decision process is changing because of the millennials. So that would be changed to generations in 10 years. Right, right. Absolutely. This is a question I'd like you to answer. If a business was coming to you and they had never engaged with an agency like yours, what are the things that you would hope they come to you with beside a healthy budget? What can you teach people to prepare for? What information do you think might be better if they yeah, like what level of sales should they be at? What kind of growth should they be looking at to start investing? Because I think a lot of people, before they get to an agency like yours, they're doing it DIY or they're doing it in-house with somebody that isn't really an expert. Yeah. When is the right time to come to an agency like yours and what should you have in place? The budget obviously plays an important role, right? So you're fine. But we see even companies with the good budget, but they're performing really bad internally. So I think they should maybe go over a maturity level of the companies and then they make sure that their management, their goals, their objectives, their product, their services is all really in a good place or also maybe thriving and then growing and improving. And one of the, I would say maybe the main factors is the really management team. CEO, founders, co-founders is really, really important that they are understanding their industry and they know what they're going to get with marketing. And then it comes to their budget. And usually I ask a question, that, how much money you want to make? And some companies haven't thought about that. And they say like, good question, because then I would say like, based on that, we can determine your budget. Then we can understand the activities for the marketing, for your sales, how good your sales teams are, or if it's e-commerce, how good are your product, how much people like it. So I think all those factors would make a company successful, even with marketing. So we also help companies with their sales department, with their products, like surveys, feedback, scattering, and analyzing those to make them actually improve the other departments as well. Yeah, it sounds to me like you have to be ready for the success that your company will create for that product or service. And if you're not, it's going to break something. It's going to break the website. It's going to break the supply chain or the orders or something's going to go wrong. And then when you start disappointing your clients, you know, your end clients, not yeah. you know, the product. Right. I mean, scaling the business is another kind of a topic of discussion. So even if you are growing and how do you scale your business? Can you do that? If you have an e-commerce with 5,000 orders right. or 20,000 orders, can you really <laughs> deliver? Right. So those are also the questions that the companies, that, that, that's why I'm saying the management and the founders and the team are important because they can handle the growth if they're really right. knowledgeable and active. What is your biggest challenge in your business right now today? I would say for marketing agencies, probably changes in the privacy was really affecting and there are tons of data that's been disconnected and data sharing integrations. 
didn't impact any of our clients so far much. We find like other ways to do it and find our own kind of a strategy by already understood their customers. And well, that would be one that directly affecting the marketing campaigns. And another, as you said, there are more people that they think they doing marketing. So they are active on social media and they think that's it. Or they have like relatives on the families or some freelancers that they might even out be out of the States. So they don't know what is going on in the States. Mm -hmm. So they are doing marketing and the companies I see that they don't get results. And then they come to us and say, Hey, you know what? We did marketing before it didn't work. And we look at their campaigns. There is really nothing there. <laughs> and so like that wasn't marketing. So that's another maybe issue in the mm -hmm. marketing industry in general. And then the follow-up to that is this year, we're still new in the year. What are you focusing on your business in order to scale and grow it further? What is like one thing that you're really doubling down on? Well, we are getting a lot of partnership actually from the companies. We became a partner with Terminus, which is the one of the best icon-based marketing platforms. And we just became partner with Zoom Info. So we are increasing the number of the partnership we have. And then with the help of also the partners, we introduced their services because they're really good and helpful. And also a lot of like co-marketing opportunities mm -hmm. with the partners. What is the structure for the partnership? Well, there are different structures based on who you are and like what that agency is or what levels you are or what type of clients you can bring for the partner. So that would be different levels, basically. Is it similar to affiliate marketing or is there rev share or how are you looking at that? Oh, they have their own different type of structures. So each company, they have their own type. Maybe oh. it would be a rev share or right. plus. So you're going into their already created program as a partner. Yeah. And then we use their services because for most of the clients still like also we have partnership with the other CEOs and then in our network and my network and mm -hmm. even the, with the clients. So we're getting a lot of like referral also. Mm -hmm. So that works well, but that part of the marketing is really to make sure that we have that brand awareness for looking LA. So we are also producing more content, more real educational content and annual report on the B2B industries and B2C industries. So that's also been very effective. What would you say that you wish you would have known before starting your own company that you had no idea about? I'm always thinking that every six months, we find something that we never thought about it six months ago. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, what is it in six months that I don't know today? <laughs> so... There are a lot. I mean, like if it comes to the strategy, the strategies we develop now, understanding the industries is really different when we started. And I would say maybe one would be focusing on the growth versus some maybe weaknesses or maybe the problems that maybe come to the business. Mm. So instead of like maybe dwelling on those issues, you will only focus on the growth and how you can become better every day. So that would help a lot, you know, so for the scaling the company. Ollie and I talked about how to stand out in a crowded market, how he builds his team, and what his biggest challenge is today. For more information, go to the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. Want to know more about me? Go to my website, officialnatashamiller.com. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you loved the show. If you did, please subscribe. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please leave a review where you're listening to this podcast now. I'm Natasha Miller, and you've been listening to Fascinating Entrepreneurs. 